I can tell you that this diagram really makes me want to die, Graham. Welcome to Tech Tales. I'm here with my friend Jules. Say hi, Jules. Hi, Jules. Thank you, Jules. Thank you, Jules. And today <laughs> we're going to talk about the Sony Xperia Play. Now, when I first talked with you about this episode, I thought uh, we were doing something about that clamshell device from 20... It was like a PDA clamshell thing from like 2011. And I yeah. mistake, uh, mistook that for, what was it, the Xperia P or something like that? Maybe. Sony had a lot of letters in their phone names. So this was the first and last PlayStation phone. This laid the groundwork for other phones that would have Sony's and uh, that would have the PlayStation branding and that just sort of never happened. But the one phone we got is pretty interesting. So we're going to talk about it. How interesting. How many did it sell? It was not a high number. <laughs> okay. I'll, yeah. So I know you know this, Jules, but just for general, con I think you do, just for general context, throughout the 2000s, the phones Sony was selling weren't completely made by Sony itself. They were being developed and manufactured by Sony Ericsson, which was a joint venture between Sony and Ericsson in Sweden. Now, who was Ericsson? Well, he was in X-Men. So that that division between Sony and Ericsson uh, quickly becomes an issue for the development of this phone. Now, in November 2005, Sony Ericsson filed a patent for a phone that I'm going to what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you the image and you you can try to describe it. OK, if you had like a OK, maybe like a camera. It, it, like a point-and-shoot camera, you have the body of that, but the screen that's attached to it is on, like, a turntable, like you see in those rail yards or something, and mm -hmm. it has its own kind of, uh, you know, uh, controls on it, too, not touchscreen, because it's uh, 2007, right. and, um, yeah, uh, you, you have it positioned uh, in the built or like the, the the standard like fitting to the form away and then you have it you know turned 90 degrees and that's kind of weird and exciting for people yeah like the default orientation is portrait but it flips to landscape but not you don't flip the entire phone in landscape just the little screen part swivels so see, I, I'm too used to the smartphone form factor where I thought the way that we were looking at it was the wrong way. <laughs> you weren't supposed to hold it uh, yeah. in the portrait mode. You were supposed to hold it in the landscape mode. But it turns out I'm wrong. So, and also the in this diagram, and if if anyone wants to look at this, all the links for the sources are in the show notes, and this will probably be the first link. Uh, I can tell you that this diagram really makes me want to die. A gram. What's what, what, the maybe the weirdest part of this to me is that there are buttons on the part that turns. So at some point you're going to be like trying to press the buttons that are on this slim sheet of phone that's attached to the larger phone. Well, you need access to all of the controls. It's very weird. 
I don't know how it, like... So there are buttons on the actual foam body, and then on the screen panel there are more buttons. Right. And I don't know if... You know, like, like, the, too many yeah. buttons. Don't... Too many yeah. buttons. Too many buttons. And this, this is was, me this... not having actually seen the actual product yet. Yeah. So. This was in... This patent was filed in November 2005. So this was after the PSP, but in this era where we still didn't have like the modern smartphone design yet. This was two or three years before the original iPhone. Yeah, so early days. Sony Ericsson said in September 2006 that it was, quote, working on something, quote, related to a PlayStation phone. At the time, they wanted it to have the goal of combining gaming and communication features, which sounds very basic. But again, this was in 2006. So that means you can play Snake on it. Right. Speculation started again in 2007 when Sony Ericsson announced that it would use the XMB menu bar interface, which was on the PS3 and the PSP, on some of its phones. Then in February of 2008, the official Sony magazine said, quote, a new PSP style phone is apparently in development. There are even suggestions that it could be in shops as early as February, which is really funny for an official uh, source from Sony to say, like, it's like speculating about the thing it's it's making. It's very weird. You know, there's always feelers that I could be sending out. And gauging yeah. reaction. There are even suggestions made by my boss as I write this. <laughs> uh, so then around this time, there's a little bit of turbulence between Sony and Ericsson over this phone. Uh, there were a few reports around this time that Sony was going to block Sony Ericsson from using the PlayStation brand because Sony wanted whatever was developed under it to be completely under its control. So they didn't, Whew. yeah. Yeah. So they didn't want, they wanted, they wanted to own the whole thing and have control over the whole thing. So PlayStation phone almost didn't happen. Supposedly Sony itself began development of what would become the Xperia play in 2009. The first leaks of the Xperia play started around 2010 and they were fully accurate to what the phone would look like. And then I love when this happens. A they released the PS Vita, and that yeah. <laughs> changed the world. Not yet, Jules. Not yet. <laughs> okay. No. So in in January 2011, a prototype was published on eBay, and it had a starting price of two thousand five hundred dollars. Holy crap! Yeah, I hmm. I don't think it was sold. I think eBay took it down, which is usually what happens when someone tries to list prototypes of unfinished hardware on eBay. Finally, in 2011, Sony announces the Xperia Play with a Super Bowl ad. So they're spending the the big bucks to show off off this phone. The advertisement they made took four months of production and had nine days of shooting in Thailand. The place where you go to for all your commercials. Of course. All right, let's do it in three... Two, one, go. Okay, so the Phil Collins treatment in progress. Already we're seeing three days of this shoot. Yeah. In like the first <laughs> it's few It's a seconds. guy like walking through a factory of some kind. Yeah, factory, hallways, streets. 
There's a guy cutting like a, a cutting bandage. Thread? A bandage, oh, okay. Oh my god, that is uncanny. <laughs> it's a freaking android bug droid. You know, modern life-size model, except with actual human hands. Yeah. Just well, no, it's the, it's the a android, but it just has human thumbs. Oh, just <laughs> the smartphone with everything you need and the one thing you want. Xperia Play. <laughs> What's the one thing I want? Tell me. <laughs> so, okay, so that that's a commercial. Sony shared more details about the phone a few days later at the Mobile World Congress 2011 event, and they're really long playing this play. Yeah. This was when they talked about the hardware extensively. I'll, I'll go into that in a little bit. Now, my favorite part of the podcast is when we dive into the spec sheets. Of course. They talked about the software they were working on. They promised 50 titles optimized for the phone by launch, which included a Guitar Hero game, Dead Space, and Assassin's Creed. So then the phone was finally released in April 2011 in Europe, and it came in May in North America. So are you ready for the specs? Mm. We had a 1 gigahertz Qualcomm Snapdragon S2 chip. Was that, was that current? Uh, 2012, I think that was the S3? Or S4. Yeah, this it was it was pretty close to recent. But okay. yeah. It might and have been then, a generation behind. Yeah. But it had Which everyone complains about and everyone gets all in their girds and yeah. and gets mad. Well a gaming phone you want you want the latest thing. And greatest. Because so, it has to go course. together with the latest. It also had five hundred and twelve megabytes of RAM. Do you know how much storage this has, Jules? Um, 64 megabytes. It had 400 megabytes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> mm, that's yeah. good enough for... Although, the micro SD card could hold up to 32 gigabytes. Okay, well, now you can store borderline. Now you can install it. more than a game. 400 megabytes, you can barely fit the Sony uh, PlayStation 1 intro on it. Yeah. The uh, battery was 1,500 milliamps. It had a 4-inch LCD screen with a resolution of 854 by 480. So not, not really high res, but in 2011, that was fine. And then it also had a 5.1 megapixel rear camera. The, the main draw of this phone is that in the normal use, it was just a... It, it looked like a normal smartphone with a large portrait screen and some buttons on the bottom, but you would turn it sideways and then flip out the bottom part, sort of like um, a lot of the uh, landscape keyboard phones at the time. But instead of a keyboard on the bottom part, it was a gamepad that looked a lot a like PlayStation gamepad. Yeah. 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 It looked a lot like the PSP controls. Had, instead of joysticks in the middle, the two joysticks, you have what looks like yeah. touch-capacitive paddy yes, things. Had, yeah, so it had real buttons, but not real joysticks. It had, like, a touch touch pads where your thumbs would go. Man, I wonder how the Joy-Con drift on that would have felt. <laughs> <They're> terrible. <laughs> this phone comes out. The first wave of reviews are sort of mixed. 
I found more negative reviews than positive reviews. Mm, tell me so, why. Yeah. So Tech Radar said, much of what ails the Xperia Play could be fixed with time and care. We reckon you could do better for your money. The Xperia Play is too pricey for casual gaming, while we'd suggest serious gamers would be better served by picking up a full mobile console. Sony fans have the NGP to look forward to, which would become the um, PlayStation Metal Vita. Gear. <laughs> Me- Met- Jules, where's the M in there? <laughs> you said you. I thought you said MGP. I said NG. Metal Gear. Metal <laughs> Gear. It's just you boil. You put in the gear in a pot of water, and then you, it becomes tea. Yeah. Uh, Sony fans have the NGP to look forward to, and we'd seriously recommend the 3DS as an alternative. And then The Verge said, based on hardware alone, the Xperia Play is not an interesting choice. The specs and Android experience are good, but not great. The display is surprisingly dim, and at a risk of sounding too broad, there are no games that really justify the gamepad and added thickness. Who who has ever heard of The Verge? In 2011. <laughs> I don't know. These little little tech blog. Hmm. And then finally, Wired said, I actually enjoyed the experience of gaming on the play. For the first time, I didn't feel like I was playing a game slapped onto a phone interface. It feels like a standalone portable gaming device. That's no easy feat to accomplish. Well, there you go. That's, that's a mix. All right. <laughs> the main point in all these reviews is that this phone was somewhere in the middle of being a game console and a normal phone. So it had it was it had the worst of both worlds. Yeah. Most of the games were either smartphone games that had already been released where the developers just added support for the f- physical buttons or in Consi- some cases they, they didn't they didn't even do that. It was just and, and considering still what I see of the thumbnail for the commercial video is is a, a game loft probably a- asphalt something yeah so a, a lot of the games for this were just games that were already on android smartphones and the developers added the button support and in some cases uploaded it to sony's own app store for this Oh, remember when Sony had its own app store? That's when everyone had its own app store like i, it, like I was i was going through articles from this at the time and they were also talking about games from like verizon's android app store remember that Mm. that was terrible some of the some of the games were normal smartphone games some of there were a few i say exclusive titles for this phone but they were really just games that were coming to android and had a few months of exclusivity on the xperia play look if it's not crash bandicoot 3 i am not interested in buying your damn xperia play it's funny you say that because there was like a third category of games which were older playstation games that sony brought to the xperia play as emulated so one of them was the original crash bandicoot but mm, okay. there weren't there there weren't very many of those. It foretells how, how great the experience will be, especially so, twenty eleven hardware. You you would expect maybe that a gaming phone would be talked about a lot at E three that year, and it really wasn't. 
the most important news to come out for this phone at E3 2011 was that Minecraft Pocket Edition was shown off for the first time. And it was, yeah, so it was on the show floor. So I, this is really funny. So the, the current version of Minecraft that's on Android and iOS started off as an Xperia Play exclusive. It was made for that phone. And then later it was ported to Android phones without physical controls and then later iPhone. And there is a interview, I, I believe IGN did on the floor where they were talking to the people at Mojang about the game. And it's kind of fun to watch as like a time portal where we're, we're amazed at Minecraft on a phone. <laughs> they were simpler times. Indeed they were. Given the graphics, I think, I think you could fit about two blocks, two full blocks on that screen. Yeah, the yeah the original game had very small worlds. It was a while before they could add infinite worlds. With the mixed reviews and not a lot of attention on it at E3, the phone didn't seem to sell very well. I look through investors' meetings from Sony Ericsson. I look through industry reports. I couldn't find a sales range, like around how many units were sold. But I do know that Verizon cut the... So this phone comes out in May in the United States. In July, Verizon cut the price from $200 on contract to $100 on contract. And then... In the United Kingdom, where I believe it launched in April, one of the larger retailers there slashed the price from 600 pounds to 200 pounds in September. You know what's upsetting? What's upsetting? The Nokia N-Gage got yeah. 3 million sales. <laughs> I know. All those suckers. Really, the last time Sony talks about this phone is in October 2011, when they announced that it would get an update to Android 4.0 ice cream sandwich. So at the t- at launch, it's running 2.3. Yeah. Big update. However, that update was canceled in May of 2012, even after a beta release was published. I believe Sony said at the time that there were performance issues with the phone, which doesn't surprise me because that's also what happened to a lot of other phones. From this period, there was a jump in system requirements going into ice cream sandwich, especially Mm. with, I think storage might have been an issue. And then in 2012, which is when the update was canceled, right, of course, and also Sony released the PlayStation Vita. So after Sony decides it's not going to update the phone, that's really the last we ever hear about the Xperia Play from Sony. Uh... Sony updates the PlayStation mobile framework in 2014, which is what a lot of the games that were available on this used. And also, I I believe that's how you bought the emulated PS1 games. They updated that in 2014. However, that update was only for the PlayStation Vita and PlayStation TV. So at this point, they're kind of done bringing new software features to to the play. And then... Finally, that storefront entirely was closed in July of 2015, and it shut down completely a little bit later. 
So what was that? Four years or from barely five, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the phone was released in 2011 and the, the store that had some of the games in it were shut down and was shut down in 2015. I know people who have who still have a Galaxy S threes yeah. and they're holding on to them. I guess there's always a faction of people that are willing and know how to use their phones in a way where they just are able to keep them for six or seven years. And having yeah. this just go go poof fairly quickly is kind of sad. But and that's really just the Sony proprietary parts that stop working after a couple years. Again, this is I, this is just a normal Android phone with physical buttons. You know, you could still download new games and apps on this for a long time. I don't know how functional Android 2.3 is in the modern day. I'm going to venture to guess it doesn't work well. But because yeah. it's still Android, you can still sideload apps and games built at the time. You can, you know, you could still put emulators on this and it would, they would still work. There was a developer community built around it that kept it alive for a little bit longer. Most of the community built software packages and ROMs for this phone were still on Android 2.3, just because that was what Sony released and that was the most stable and they could build on top of that. Like I found a few where people ported some newer system apps from ice cream sandwich and jelly bean and Kit Kat, but mm. still had 2.3 as a base. I did find one experimental update for Android 4.4 Kit Kat. However, it does, it did not have camera support. And I think a couple other things were broken. So there was some missing functionality there, mm. but this, so this got a little bit of support from developers after Sony tossed it that's again that's that's kind of the end of the xperia play story however some renders for an unreleased xperia play 2 start to show up in 2012 and then finally in 2020 a prototype shows up so i will send you photos of that and you can paint us another word picture oh it looks like an HTC Sony PlayStation phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. a little bit. It has, a, I yeah. think, it has a little bit less personality, maybe. Yeah, the Android it's... design language is a bit more modern. Uh, with the, <laughs> they still wait. So wait, this was twenty twelve. You said yes. Okay, so they, they the the menu button in addition to the home back and uh, and uh, recent apps buttons uh would still be in vogue i guess mm -hmm. although how did the the controller bit um oh it's just a whole back panel that just flipped yeah out it's right. it's still it, the the controls still slide out so okay it's, yeah so it's similar to the old phone but you can see actually the so it, it still has the physical arrow buttons and mm. the you know, main like shape buttons from a PlayStation controller, but it also has a 3D button on it. Oh, because you know this was around the time that uh, HTC and Sony were were trying 3D on phones. Everyone was doing 3D. Yeah. The 3DS, come on. 3D was very hot back then. 
3D TV is my favorite. But yeah. Oh, and the and the shoulder shoulder buttons are nice too. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a much sleeker design. Like I think if this came out unmodified today, I think it it would probably look fine. It's a sleeker design, although I'm questioning what the, the back panel's backside, where they have all those exposed screws. <laughs> that's great. No, no, that's fine. That's that's you don't you don't like screws on your phone, Jules? Yeah, I mean, Phillips said I could just take out everything and um, yeah. make it into a real um, easy PS repairs, Jules. Easy repairs. Xperia PS. It seems like this might have been a nice update for the people who wanted the first one but because the first one didn't sell all that well this never came out mm-hmm. which is a shame because there's so many gaming phones now but none of them have physical controls some of them have accessories and you can clip on buttons on the edges of the phone but none of them have this slide out design and I wish someone would try to do that again, because especially with how great emulators are on on mobile phones now, where you can you can play like Wii games on an Android phone now, mm. no problem. So I would I would love to see someone tackle this design again. Um, well, and I don't well, even... the, do you, how many freaking infrared phone things with an infrared beamer are there left? Yeah. And again, one of the issues that kept coming up with this phone was just that it was so much bulkier than other smartphones at the time. And I, th- I think that that would still be a concern if someone tried this today. I don't know. I, I feel like this could work today, especially because there are more polished games on Android or just phones in general than there were 10 years ago. But just like that controller panel, Sony decided to slide out of making. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I really wish someone would try this again. I don't really care who. I would like to see someone try this again. Like I have the um, like the Razer gamepad that clips onto the sides of my phone and it, it's fine. But then you have to take that everywhere you want to play games with physical buttons. I just want to be able to wear something like a Google Google Glass or you know less intrusive VR. I would I would like that buttons. too. I would like Google to try Google Glass again. Yeah. So that's that's really it for the Xperia Play. It it was a long time coming, and then when it finally was released and a short time going (laughs) yeah when it came out no one no one seemed to care all that much and the next year sony moved on to the playstation vita which wasn't a massive success either but that was where all their attention was going well guess where sony are today where they're they're still here (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were gonna do something there but no no there is no capitulation oh okay thank you for inviting me onto this show (laughs) i really appreciate it (laughs) such insightful conversation Mm, well i i used I, i used it all up in the first half